Hi, welcome back to Eat, Live, Love, Indulge with me, your host, Kathy Wakili, the place where food, family, and friends come together to make the best recipe for life. It's a gorgeous day here in New Jersey, and it makes me feel so inspired and hopeful knowing that little by little, the country is slowly opening up and we are going to be able to resume to our normal lives a little at a time, which also means getting dressed up, putting some makeup on, taking care of our beauty so everybody can see us outside. And um, I hope that we all fit into our clothes after being quarantined for so long. But I, I, for one, surely do miss it. And I can't wait to get out there. I'm really excited for you guys to meet my guest today. Her name is Larry Yardolian, and she is a beauty expert, an on-air talent, entrepreneur and the founder of prettyconnected.com, the award-winning beauty, fashion, and lifestyle blog. As a much sought after beauty insider, Lara has appeared in publications, including Vanity Fair, the New York Times, Glamour, Elle, Cosmopolitan, Allure, New Beauty, and Health. So chances are you read one of her articles. She recently launched a signature accessories line specializing in boss rings and fashionable multi-use straps that can be used to carry bags, cameras, water bottles, flip-flops, and beyond. She's also the co-founder of the nonprofit Share Your Beauty, an initiative that collects unused, unopened hygiene and beauty products and delivers them to shelters in New York City and this tri-state area. Since launching in 2014, Share Your Beauty has collected and distributed over 150,000 products to those in need. Lara lives in New York City with her fiance and her senior Pomeranian rescue. You could follow her adventures on Pretty Connected. Please welcome to my show, Lara Yordolian. Hi, Lara. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you. I'm excited to like sit down. And I was like looking through my photos and I remember when we actually met. It was a, it was a, almost a year ago. June 5th would be that will be a event. year. The, the lobster, Cousins Lobster event. Cousins Lobster. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was such a great. Those times, it was so crowded. And we oh, all my were God. We were on top of each other, picking off of plates <laughs> with one another. I mean, it was crazy. And I think back to that and I'm like, oh, my God, will we ever be like that again? I know. I was just thinking the exact same thing. And you're sitting at the table next to me, which pretty much turned into like our little area. Oh, yeah. And we so were many like people were coming and going. It and was great. It's such a beautiful, fun day. Yeah. So we, we do share that. We have it again. Yes, I do, too. I, so we share that love of food. We were just talking a little bit earlier about how much um, we have in common. You know, you are uh, you are Armenian. And my husband grew up in an Armenian neighborhood in Beirut, where your father was uh, from, too. So so our yeah. love of food runs really deep. So I wanted to, before we get into the whole food thing, let's talk a little bit about how you got started and um, where this all came from, your whole love for beauty. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but I uh, share that as well. I'm, I was a hairdresser for so many years. So cosmetology is in my veins. So I, I am a, oh obsessed with beauty products, beauty, everything. Since I was a little kid, I would just stare. I would wait for the commercials because, you know, that was what I was all about. 
you know. So are you giving your entire family haircuts? Oh yeah, <laughs> yes. I'm the I'm the designated hairdresser, so it's been good. So you're winning quarantine. Yes, yeah, <laughs> right now. I am. Uh, although I I need my roots done again, <sighs> the worst job ever. Well, but but we're all in it together. So I I spoke with our friend, our mutual friend Margot this morning. And she was like, Oh my God, I need hair. I need this. I said, okay, don't worry about it. We're all ugly together. So it's all good. Yeah. It's, I ran into, I went to drop something off and yesterday, the first person I see one of my neighbors, I dropped her some products and you know, she's like, I just look really bad. I'm like, how are we even going to tell with our masks on I know. and like our sweats? I'm like, we both looked exactly the same. All you could see was our eyes. eyes right. like, you know, it's and it's crazy. like, what is looking bad? We all are in this together. No, if anybody looks good, it's kind of like, Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> right. Like, Oh my God, who are you? Yeah, and like, where did you come from? Like, like what, what are, it's so even on my Instagram, feed I'm like oh that's you know right. it needs to be so normal but right. we'll get back there yeah and I, I'm excited for that I love watching your Instagram because you know what whenever I see one of your posts pop up I'm instantly smiling because it's so colorful it's just so oh, colorful and you. happy so I, I get inspired a lot by seeing your feed and um, whatever you post and things that you're doing so you were just oh, now when this whole quarantine broke out Let's, I, I want to talk about how you got started in this, but when, when the quarantine broke out, you were in Hawaii. Yes. I have stranded been going on in Hawaii. quarantine. <laughs> Strand, you would think that. And right. originally it was kind of fun, but after being displaced for like two months with nothing but a carry on of bathing suits right. and you're in the East coast where it was actually quite chilly and you're borrowing other people, like my brother's right. sweatshirt, my dad's shoes, my, you know, my mom's this, my sister, you're like, okay, yeah. try living on this, like a little carry on. And, you know, I think it's, it was a balance of the universe. I was very blessed for the first week and a half of quarantine mm -hmm. as soon as we came back. Right. It's challenging. Um, and, you know, but I think it helped me too to just appreciate my things and just being home and also mm -hmm. how little we need. Right. For it's like so our basic, you know, and being with our families, like that was such a blessing for me. If anything, I just wish I had more flexibility to see, you know, my entire family, my grandmother, you know, that's the only right. hard part to be so close, but so far. Um, but you know, I, when I came back to New York, it was, you know, when everybody's like, so stir crazy, I'm like, stuff, right. shirts that are mine, you know, right. Things my, that wardrobe, fit. my beauty closet. Oh yeah. my gosh. I was so excited to like, just lather myself mm -hmm. up and everything. But one, I mean, it was interesting. My fiance was actually in Korea. His company does uh, all the digital for Samsung. So oh, I was okay. actually supposed to go to Asia in February and one thing after another got canceled. I had, you know, great. I was going to do such a cool beauty K beauty experience with right. different brands. And when we'll talk more about content, but for me, you know, with so many influencers and people in the beauty space, I've really pivoted a lot of the things I do because, you know, when a thousand people are getting the new urban decay palette and you're no mm -hmm. longer one of 10 and everyone's watching it and it's already on the internet, you know, you don't feel the need to give your readers something that they're already getting a thousand other places. Right. But with the whole, you know, K beauty trend and all these gorgeous brands like Amore Pacific and Belif, and even a few brands were launching in Malaysia and Singapore, I was kind of excited to do this whole tour and kind sure. of give you, you know, this is where the all green the new, tea new stuff. is harvested, right. all the yeah. new stuff they're launching, all the ingredients and, you know, more of the insider things, which I think has kind of been my pillar. So let's, so. let's circle, let's go like turn back a little bit and tell, tell everyone that's listening. So you are like a major and I, and I, this word, I'm using it loosely 
you were an influencer before the influencers like were even a word, you know, where, where they yeah. were named, you know, you were a beauty insider when, you know, a, an expert on all these beauty products, beauty procedures, things like that, all things, fashion and lifestyle, um, before the, it, it was dubbed and a cool to be an influencer. So oh, how did yeah, you get it was started in not that? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's interesting too, because I just had a Zoom with someone for their birthday and he was like, this is Laura. And she was like a blogger before anyone even knew what the blogger was. I've right. known her before that. Like, and you know, when I started, you know, now it's influencers because they had to generalize the term because mm-hmm. not everybody has a blog as soon as Instagram and all these other platforms got bigger. So you, I've kind of was before all of that. Right. <laughs> so I started at NARS Cosmetics. I went to the Fashion Institute of Technology. I was an international trade and marketing major. All my friends went on to fashion and beauty. And so you really have an instant network. Mm-hmm. I think when you go to a school in New York and all of them had done cool internships. And actually that's how I got the job in marketing at NARS is one of the girls I played tennis with at FIT was interning. She got a job there in product development. She found an opening and was like, do you want to come here? And thus started my beautiful beauty journey. journey. But 15 years ago, there, you know, magazines covered beauty and they would do stories in print, but the internet wasn't really doing these sort of in-depth type stories or they were very sponsored by magazines or they weren't it just isn't the world we live in now right so when I was at NARS I'm going you know to fashion you know I'm so young I'm in my early 20s and you're going to fashion shows and you're seeing these supermodels and they're coming into the office and you're like these incredible you're going to these trainings and just learning so much on such a different level right you were learning about the products not just what they do but you were learning about how they were made and and all of that like that stuff yeah samples and how we're marketing it and also branding but also yeah the formulas and you know okay this one's too thick we'd get samples we'd all go around the room Mm -hmm. what do you like about it what don't you like you know we were the focus groups back then Mm -hmm. or we'd launch a new moisturizer I mean NARS was always very makeup heavy to this day but Francois is very big on your skin being you know your platform and your skin needs to be beautiful so that your makeup can be that much more effective so we were always just doing that and getting competitive products and tr- we we're very encouraged to try things right. in that office. So it was just a creative, and it's a creative brand, especially back then it was mm-hmm. tiny. We were in like a cool loft in Soho. I was like living in Williamsburg and in my oh, cool. early twenties. And you know, yeah. it was like having fun with makeup was, you know, going crazy. And they were such an innovator in the color department, just mm-hmm. really pushing and oh, racy yeah. names like you know, for their products and they were doing incredibly well. So it was fun to like learn and also see what a small brand can do because now I think we're all branding ourselves now and, you know, now it's exploded Mm -hmm. and it's just an interesting to build a brand and see it from where, you know, and then they're bought by Shiseido. Now they're in this like huge building with multiple floors. Like we were in the smallest. Right. You were grassroots. It was just when they were just making their name, they were starting. And that's yeah. really fun. And then I, I got poached by Juraleague to be their U.S. marketing ma- manager. They were rebranding. They were going into like Sephora and Barney's and changing their packaging. So that was fun to just now be in skincare. But again, clean beauty was not a thing 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. It was over 10 years ago. And they're doing things like biodynamic farming. And I'm like, what is that? It's right. like super organic and how you harvest. And so that was an incredible brand to just learn. And you're learning things like, Oil is good for your skin, even if you have acne. And most people with acne don't want anything with oil right, on it. Right. And these are the plants and calendula and willow bark and things we hear now. But back then I was like, what is that that's going into my, like, it's so interesting. And this is this dandelion from, I don't know, right. some part of the world that they found in source. So 
beauty fascinated me. Um, and I was blessed to work for brands that did that. And during that time, we started to listen to the internet. Inter- Instagram didn't exist. And I knew that I just wanted to learn more about digital. So the blog was a very like, let me just share things. And, you know, people are asking me questions. It's kind of like when you share a recipe or you're a right. food blogger, you're like, okay, enough people are asking me interest in this topic or my travel guide or what I cooked in the kitchen that I was like, you know, let me just put it in a place. There was no like beauty blogs. And I love the um, fact official. that... So yeah, I started there and grew. I love the fact that what you learned, what you learned you, you know, you learn the story behind the products and it's not just about how they look on the outside. So that to me is like really what a a blogger, journalist, influencer, you can really make those claims because you know how it's made, you know, what went into it. You have the backstory. Um, it's, it's authentic to you. Um, we talked a little bit when, uh, the other day, um, about the influencers and how influencers are flooding, you know, flooding social media and, and anything digital now. But, um, the important thing is how, first of all, how do you feel about the new wave of everyone becoming an influencer? I mean, it's just the world we live in and I, I feel bad for a lot of them. And I think that there's a lot of misinformation, you know, in the same way, but you know, all the editors, when I came up, they would be like, Oh, I hate bloggers. They're ruining our career. You know, Right. Oh, Laura, you don't count because you actually know what you're talking about and you came from the brand side. But like, I just heard so much talking smack about like, you know, the new age and the new age. And I think that's what forces us to all stay creative. And like, it's not being competitive necessarily, but like you have to be on top of your game if you're going to stay relevant. And for anybody who wants to be an influencer, most of them drop out within six months. It's so much work. They didn't get what they wanted. They didn't get the free fit, you know, right. and your intention if you, if you build something that's great or you find a void in the market and then you're helping people, that's mm-hmm. what like this whole influencer world was supposed to be built on mm-hmm. is people wanting real recommendations for things. You tested it out. That seemed cool. I could use that too. But now it's just turning into noise. So right. I think you have to just really differentiate yourself or people want to follow. And we've talked about this, people who are doing something. So whether right. it's like you're doing respirations on home projects or you're an amazing cook and you're already doing that in your everyday life and then you're sharing it and then right. suddenly you get a grow community and a following and then you can spin it off to do endorsement deals or sponsored content or whatever right. that is. But if you're not... If it's authentic to yourself. It's not like a hobby. Right. Totally. And right. Or people just like, it's like kind of what you just said. You know, you got you get a feeling when you go to my feed and you say like, I enjoy seeing this person's page. You know, people want to follow people in all different categories that make them feel good or teach them something or get them excited or are informative or teach them a new rest. You know, right. there's all these different things you're looking for an influencer. So if it's just, I think so many of them are like, I just want free clothes and to make money putting on food outfits. And it's right. like, yeah, you and the rest of the world. It's not exactly. That easy. It's not that easy. <laughs> I get this all the time. I get fashion bloggers like, I want to do more in beauty because beauty has money. And I'm like, okay, well, do you feel like you're an authority in that? And mm-hmm. here's what also just bothers me in general. Like beauty is it's complicated, but it's also not complicated mm-hmm. in that. They're very transparent in their ingredients and ingredients go in order. So the first ingredient, that's the most amount of product in that product. The second, it goes everything after, let's say the first four or five ingredients kind of doesn't, I want to say doesn't matter, but like, it's not going to be the really heavy hitting ingredients. Right. So just Google. Yeah. So when you're taking a deal, cause you're a big fashion, make sure you're going to like that product. What's in it. Is there anything that's sort of controversial or a filler or something that's not that great? 
and then make a decision because that's part of educating your audience too. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these brands will be like vitamin C, but if it's all the way down at the end of the ingredient list, that's not, you're not going to get those brightening effects. So if you're like, this has this much in it and it's an incredible, and right. then you love it, talk about it. That part's fine to pivot. It's changed my skin. But when it's just like, I'll endorse anything that you pay me for. It's, right. it's a tough world. Like that's what I'm seeing constantly. Yeah. Or they're getting products where I'm like, you're too young for that product. Do you need a $300 more Pacific moisturizer when you're 21 years old? Like I don't yeah, like, no. exactly. Right. It's <laughs> not mean, that important. That skin, but yeah. Know your audience. Like what is it that you think you need those ingredients in? Right. Uh, you know, versus it just being like luxury. So I want so it. True. So I think, right. you know, that's the, that for me is a hard part about the new age. I mean, I was on a podcast over the summer and they asked last summer and they asked this great question, which just resonated with me. And she was like, do you feel some sort of a, like a responsibility for the information you put out to your audience? And I was like, absolutely. absolutely I want to sure. research. I want to know anything. And then I realized that like she, as an influencer too, didn't have that mentality. They're just, they're taking endorsement deals. They're an advertise. Mm-hmm. they're an ad, they're an actual right. advertiser, which is what hashtag ad makes sense. It's I'm here to talk about the product and put it out there. I'm not there to really endorse it being the best or the worst. I'm just there to give it exposure. And it's such a different mindset, which is not that one is wrong and one's right, but that's what I think I've had to come to terms with is no matter what product I put on air or talk about on a podcast or a radio show, I have to back it up because that's my face saying, this is great. Right. It's and not people NARS, look to you, you know, for that company. Look, people look Absolutely. to you for your opinion and they trust you. And once you break that trust, you, your word isn't as yeah. valid and people, you know, you lose your, I, I don't want to say following, but you lose your, your, your audience, you lose the people that trust no, you, sad. you know? Use your credibility. It's like, you know, you want to have like a job or a hobby or something else you're making income from because otherwise you're just going to make, if you just want to be a full time influencer and that's all your money's coming from, unless you're rocking it, like you're going to compromise when brand comes to you and they're going to pay you to talk about this thing and you've got to make your rent because you're not also a bartender or waitress or have a corporate job or whatever it is. You're going to take that deal and your brand is just, people are going to be disappointed. And I think about that and what messages. You know, I really do want to spread positivity or teach people ways that they can give back or do things because that's what I'm going through. It's like, what mm-hmm. can I do that's bigger? Right. What can you do? I wish I had millions of dollars just give right. around the world sure. and not work and not do things. But I think the effort and showing that I too am working really hard. It's not, you know, most people think influencers are just, you know, right, just their assistants do. Like, don't you have a team? Yeah. Right, right. Like free products don't pay the team. Like, exactly. Yes, what you know, the, I have an office that's expensive. You know, you have. The bigger you get, you do have to invest in yourself so that sure. you can do, do your more. job productively. And be more and creative. More. And yes, I have freelancers. Yes, mm-hmm. and be more creative. But mm-hmm. I wish I could have a staff and just do everything. But like that does not, that is very hard to do. It's and a very, very small hard. percentage have that. It's very hard. Yeah. It's very expensive. A lot of people don't realize that all that so stuff expensive. is so expensive. And you end up doing a lot of the stuff yourself. And like for me, a lot of people keep, I keep getting a lot big requests and I'm, I'm hoping to achieve it soon is to, you know, do my own YouTube cooking series. And I, I definitely, it's something yeah. I want to do, but it's also, I have to hire a camera person, which, and then I have to hire an editor. I have to, you know, I have to pay for all that. And, um, it's a whole other thing. It's, yeah. It's a whole other thing. And you need the time to be able to allocate it. You know, your yeah. life gets in the way. So, uh, it's something I really want to do. Um, and I hope to do it, but you know, there's a, a big expense that goes along with that. 
you know, and let, instead you of know, getting my just, family to do it for me, you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know our, my fiance is like, I'm tapping out on yeah. all these, like, can you be my photographer right now? And you do it like, we don't have anything. So I'm like, wait, I need to do this 15 second video. Can you do this? Can you just right. the lighting for me? It's like, okay, yeah. we're, we're back to when you were starting. Like we're doing, we're, we're here yeah. again, aren't we? Yeah. But I will say this. I think that with somebody like you and like wanting to do YouTube channel, this is another misconception about like brands and budgets. Like I don't like to just take money from a brand, hold up a product and be like, I love this. Like, I like it to be an integration so that the brand, you know, I want to go to your headquarters. I want to, it's paying for my time and all the things you just described, the right. editing, the photo taking, right. the photographer you hired, all that stuff. So like for somebody like you, what I think would be such a better and smarter way for a brand to approach it is to be like, okay, I am Whole Foods and I'm going to sponsor your mm -hmm. first season, six episodes. You just have right. to use stuff from our, or just from Trader Joe's or just from, exactly. or maybe it's all recipes that include lemon and it's a lemon, right. you know, that then doesn't feel like it helps you with the expenses. And that's the thing these brands need to understand. And it's the education is both sides, the influencer and the brand. No one is ever right no. in most scenarios. So the PR person with the budget shouldn't just be like, hey, can you hold up this lemon? It's like, hey, can we sponsor this series? It's organically going to be in it. You're going to stand behind your recipes. You're going to create those recipes. No one's Based gonna, on this product. You're baking. Yeah. Based on this product. And there'll be, an, you know, and you can have mm -hmm. free range to do other things. And that's what we're missing now is that right. kind of creativity and brand integration. That is going to do so much better than, you know, these random like, we're going to interrupt this to just say that it's sponsored right. by this. And now right. we're doing like, or just like now I'm eating, like I watch these YouTubers sometimes and they're like doing gymnastics and they're like, and now I have my granola bar, <laughs> which is sponsored, you know, and listen, it's genius in its own way. But when but people actually work. think through the programming, um, and I've been lucky. I, people are always like, how do you do cool things? I'm like, rarely does the brand come to me with a cool idea. They come to me being like, can we do this? And I'm like, we can, but, but I'm like, this is more authentic. Like, right. This is more authentic. This will actually leave an impression. I've mm -hmm. now watched five recipes of you using the same garlic or whatever it is, yeah, or you know, right. this flour for mm -hmm. this baking, whatever you're doing. So it makes a more strong impression. And like otherwise, it's like with beauty, especially. I've been I slowed down. My feed used to be all flat lays beauty, but then it was like I don't want to give off the message that you have to use this moisturizer today, another moisturizer tomorrow, and you don't really get to know a product unless you, you use it, it consistently on my sure. stories. You use it consistently. Like mm -hmm. I want my audience to know I really tried it. I want them to know my first thought. And then, you know, maybe they'll make my new beauty magazine column. Maybe they'll make the blog, but we try it together. And then the best of the best get in the feature section. Right. You know, that's how I try to do things. So they get excited about it because it's hard otherwise for people to get excited when you're just seeing so much. And then you're like, this person has 50 moisturizers. Which one am I supposed to get? Like, I'm confused. Shifting a little bit, you know, I love the fact that you learn the backstory on all the products too. And I love that yeah. you're learning and you're doing a lot more with consciousness and, um, you know, things that are yeah. made, uh, what, what, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, more conscious of animals and the environment and using more natural products. And that is a big wave of, the beauty industry now don't you feel like it's huge it's, i mean sephora huge. i mean quarantine now has made things really complicated in the beauty industry but clean beauty we actually had tried it at sephora a long time ago with some of the brands and they didn't people weren't ready for that mm -hmm. movement and now with so many and to be perfectly honest you know you do want some science with 
the Absolutely. natural ingredients. Otherwise, sure. you know, if you don't have the right, there's a reason they put preservatives in. You don't want to put something on your skin that's going to give you a rash or a reaction because it's not formulated correctly. So we've made huge advances. We have people like Indy Lee, Tata Harper that really pioneered this industry. And now it's one of the fastest growing categories at Sephora. And 10 years ago, they couldn't keep the products there. They just, right. People weren't buying them. And now it's the biggest movement, which is incredible. But also the formulas are better. The advances have been better in beauty. Sure. Sure. And the only way good they, alternatives. And the only way you get there is by working it, putting it out in the market, finding what works, what yeah. doesn't work, what people like, what people don't like. You know, it's all Absolutely. it's all an evolution. And I love that you you got in in the beginning and you're learn you're you're growing with that whole movement as well. Absolutely. I mean, my bio seems so long and people get really intimidated sometimes. I'm like, this happened over 11 years. And sometimes I focus on my accessories line. Sometimes it's more the TV stuff. Sometimes it's more the blog. Like, you know, you kind of have to pivot and be interested because I used to work with a lot of interns that are now VPs. They had these right. natural steps of how they advance their career. When you're a blogger, it doesn't, you're not like a VP of blogging. Or, no, right. You, know, <laughs> you have you to learn how to, to pivot. Like, it's a long time. You sure. Have to learn how to pivot and you have to grow your community. I think too many times people are a little self-absorbed uh, and just want it to be about them, but that's not what brings people in most of the time. I mean, there are exceptions. To the right. Rules, sure. But, but no, I think that you need to community. do that. You have to build your community, yeah. your relationships along the way. Um, you know, and that's how you get exposed to different things and you find out what interests you and what, you know, maybe it's, you know, beauty in another country. Maybe it's, you know, it's, it's those things. Totally. And in the only way that you get a chance to experience those things is if you are open to pivoting and trying new things. And, um, you know, when everybody's doing one thing, that's going to get so saturated, you need to be thinking about so the saturated. next step. And what's exciting, you know, if you're going to be, I mean, everybody who's working in these spaces, I mean, you know, you have so many outlets and doing a podcast, like you have to love it. You have to love to interview people and talk mm -hmm. to them because it's just, it's a lot of your free time you're giving up to do this, these different passion projects. So if you love cooking, you love interviewing different people, it doesn't feel like work, but if you don't, it's tough because right. you really have to put yourself so out there to gain a following and get traction, keep people Pete and your, I mean, I've gotten so many emails for interviews and that's like to type them all out is so much work. Oh, I'm I like, know. You have to keep doing, you get that. Like there's so many things you do for free, even if it's just like great PR opportunities or whatever it is that Absolutely. it takes up your day. It does. It and does. Even my, it, it's not paid. And so people just don't really get like, you have to really be committed and love it because that's the only way you're going to succeed for 98%. There's always, like I said, an exception to the yeah. rule, but Absolutely. For me, I've it's, never it's, seen it le easy. it's learning about someone's story. It's about inviting them into my home, talking about food, talking about travels, talking about their indulgences. And in this case, it's beauty. And um, I love that. And, and you know what? It's fun for me because I'm getting an education as well. And I'm hopefully getting yeah. giving a little education to my listeners as well about this whole uh, influencer, blogger, beauty, beauty blogger, beauty side, you know, the whole beauty industry a little bit, an inside yeah. um, perspective for people that normally wouldn't get that. You know, they read an article, but they don't really know about the person and the work that goes into the article or the reviews or, you know, yep. anything like that. So. And that's what your blogger should be there for, whether it's a doctor you follow. Or so they're your resources. That's what's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's for as much as things have changed and there's like, quote unquote, more competition. Everyone's an influencer, what it is. Right you can now get in contact with so many people. Like 
DM 15 influencers or experts or, you know, and ask them your questions and you can have one-on-one conversations with people in a way that was never easy. People used to comment on the blog and it was some like anonymous photo and like a kind of question. Now I can ask you a follow-up question. I can send you an article to read about different skin types. Like we can discuss things, which is really cool. It is really cool because then you feel so like pretty connected. You feel really connected. I love that. And, you know, you feel like you're an insider as well. You have like fast access to an insider that you'll get the truth from. And that's a good thing, you know? Plus the internet's like amazing. Everybody has the opportunity to learn. Like look at you with this podcast. It's like, how exciting was it when you finally figured out the equipment and are just able to do this? Oh, That's yeah. like amazing to me. Oh yeah. It was it's like it was another a whole new world. And who, who thought I never, you know, expected this to, you know, be my next uh, project that I was going to be working on. I had no idea. And it just one day came up with the idea and figured it would be a good thing because I have so many friends and so many different relationships that I've made over the years. I I love when I can invite them to my home and share a meal together. That's really how the whole concept of the podcast started. But, um, and to give listeners a bird's eye listen on our conversations of all my friends from different parts of the country and different, different walks of life and different occupations and things like that. Um, So as we're talking about that and sharing a meal, what are some of your favorite things? So you are Armenian and you, oh, I, yeah. I just love Middle Eastern food and Armenian food. And it's just the greatest. I wish I could just come over and bring you like all I my know. favorite dishes. I mean, I, I mean, Middle Eastern to me, I grew up, my dad had a restaurant my whole life. Uh, my, both my parents are exceptional cooks. So it's funny because now Middle Eastern is so trendy. And I know, I know. And so but as a kid, I was like, everyone was like, that is that, that's so weird. But it just gave me such a great palate for flavor. Oh yeah. And Mediterranean is so healthy. So I just like to this day. So one of my favorites is each, which is like a bulgur tomato paste. Yes. Um, love. It's very easy to make with some onions. Oh, love. I make I it all the time. That. Yeah easy like I love every like lentil recipe yes. like lentil soups like yeah. lentils are you know again, a big so staple healthy and just yeah. add some add some cumin add lemon juice garlic mm-hmm. onions like all the staples um I feel like my mom's soups like I just I'm a oh, soup yeah. person me too and I'm a salad like anything like healthy and like salads with like a lot of color cucumbers oh, tomatoes yeah. and avocado so and, and the spices lemon juice yeah are so spices. good yeah, anything with zaktar, yeah. highly recommend love, it. Love, Like a black like mix of spices. Um, put on some bread and just toast it with a little olive oil. And it's, it's, it's the like best. Delicious. Yeah. Another recipe is full, which is oh, fava love. beans. My and son just, just asked me this dad, morning. He asked me this morning, my son, can you make that? Yeah. So it's fava yeah. beans, chickpeas, lemon, garlic, parsley. Yep, onions, yeah. Lots so of cumin. Good. And then you can just throw in more things as you want. I do like it with chickpeas too. It's funny. Yeah. We used to just make it with one and now you can get the can with the chickpea fava bean mix. mix. So I've been mixing yeah. them more. And it's, and you know, like a can is like a dollar. Like I know it's, it's so good. It's like these poor man foods that like are just so luxurious. And it's so easily, easily accessible too. And especially during these times yeah. when we're doing one big shopping order and we're trying to make our pantry, stretch our pantry. It's a really great uh, recipe, getting a lot of nutrition, fiber and so much flavor. Yeah. And like you eat that and that's a breakfast thing. Like we always had it for breakfast, mid, mid, mid afternoon yes. like that. And it's that'll sustain you all day long that like you're full with that all day long oh it's so good my mother-in-law used to make that and my father-in-law and it was so good and i i'm i just like i said my son just asked for it today 
That's hilarious. They always yeah. channeling. But yeah, these yeah. are all like the greatest things. And there's I always say like friends would come over and they're like, there's nothing in your fridge. Cause literally in your pantry, like we didn't have Oreos and chips and right. all this stuff. But my mom would come home and whip us up the most like fabulous dinner. Yeah. And that was just what I grew up with. It's like, yeah, you don't really think there's anything in the fridge when all you see is garlic and onions and like lemons. Right. And, well, those are know, the basis for you're everything like, good. Yeah. <laughs> no snack foods, but like 15 minutes later, they're like, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. Yeah. My mom doesn't cook like this. So we were very lucky. Yeah, that's very good. Lucky. So um, you get to travel a lot yeah. as well since your your fiance is. Oh, so congratulations, because you got just recently got oh, engaged. Thank you. Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's wild. I, what a time to be a potential bride. <laughs> oh, I, uh, believe me, I know. My daughter got engaged and she set a date and we're just keeping oh, our fingers crossed that, you know, it happens in September. How about you? Have you set a date? No, um, it's just when this climate, it's too hard right. to even know. And, you know, so you get to travel a lot, right? Yes, I do, which is nice. Um, we, you know, I get to do it with brands. I also just get to create my own trips and say, you know, like what's trending. Like it used to be like the Coachella and the art battle right. and the festival because a lot of brands do things. So we had some great trips in those respects and there's press trips and mm -hmm. we love to travel naturally. We're big explorers. Yeah. So yeah, it's so, it, but now I'm like, there's no place like home after being I know. for two months. <laughs> I know that's so true. So how long were you in Hawaii? Yeah. So it was supposed to be there for two weeks. We ended up staying an extra week um, just because, you know, the airlines right now are like, you can basically change it, cancel it every day. You know, we just would book a new, we'd move it by a day and see how it was going. You just don't want to be trapped on an island if things go wrong. It's sort right. of airport shut down and we didn't have our dog. And so we were like, all right. Let's play it by ear and see how long we can stretch this, but we also should be safe yeah, and not get stuck here. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, because that's the whole thing. Like a lot of people, I know a lot of friends of my son and a lot of other friends, they, they hopped on a plane and they went and rented a house in the islands or my son was going to go upstate and rent a cabin. And I said, listen, you know, they may close the state borders. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. We don't know how this right. is going to progress. We don't know what the hospitals, you're better off being home. At least we know it's very familiar and all that. So, um, it's a lesson yeah. learned in the too, beginning. right? When you're traveling. Absolutely. In the beginning, they were really cautious that things were going to shut. Like we didn't mm -hmm. know what was going to, now it's like, okay, you feel a little bit, not that anyone should be getting on a plane, but you know, you don't feel like things are going to change too much more in terms of a border suddenly closing. But at that beginning two week stage, you were, you really didn't know how this was going to play out. So right. it's better to be safe. Yeah. Right. Safety right. first. Right. I think that's like the lesson of quarantine. Oh, absolutely. And like I, from, from our own personal experience, we, Whenever we travel, we try to find like the nearest hospital before we travel. So in case of emergency, yeah. after when you have kids, you start thinking that way, you know, where's the, the, yeah, the no. nearest hospital? How can I get there? And how quickly can I get there if I need to? That was you know? big with us not wanting to come back to New York. It wasn't for a lack of, you know, I was like, we should not be taking up a hospital bed. Like right now, that's one more pe person that, you know, we're at risk with, right. like, we should just be staying in a place where they can actually take care of us. But also, I mean, we weren't too worried. We were in New Hampshire for a little while where we were like secluded from all right. people. Um, but we're like, we can't go back. We don't, their hospitals can't handle more people. We want that to go to other people who, you know, we really need it. Uh, sure. So we really need it. Yeah. You think about stuff like that and you're like, okay, but as we do open back up, you do have to look at hospitals and mm -hmm. what's yeah. going on to make sure that you are in a good place. So I like to ask my guests what their 
Illy is. So what is your favorite thing to eat? Where would you love to live? What do you love to do or something that you love? And what's your favorite indulgence? It could be food. It could be beauty. It could be travel. It could be anything. Oh, okay. So my favorite food is probably broccoli. Oh, wow. Unless it's like a whole dish. Yeah, yeah. I love broccoli. Okay, I, cool. I love and, that. That's a first. Okay, my favorite indulgence is, I know it's, I'm so random. Um, <laughs> my favorite indulgence is definitely beauty. Um, you know, any sort of treatment from like right. a massage to like just pampering myself at home. Like, yeah. it's just wonderful. And travel, actually probably traveling more because you get to see. Right. You get to ah, see. Two bigger questions. I yeah. love it all. Being <laughs> new people. Okay, wait, what was the next one? Um, what, where, if you could live anywhere where where would it be probably in like somewhere on the water like a Malibu or in Italy or just somewhere calm I mean especially this has been I mean quarantine hasn't been good for anybody but there's certain things I've learned about myself like Mm -hmm. I'm excited now to take like to city bike more and like go visit people in other boroughs when things start to feel a little more comfortable for me my first thing will not be going on a subway will not be going you know right but I'm excited with nice weather to like be outside and bike around to like other boroughs and see people outside and you know enjoying good food all the things that we've sort of talked about I feel like when you're in a space that's got like the water and the calmness and the community um, that would be like my dream. Yeah, me too. I, I need to be by the water somewhere. That's why I love New Jersey yeah. because we are so easily accessible to the coast, you know, where we could be at the beach yeah. in an hour. So I love that. And it could be in the mountains right. for an hour. You know, I wish the weather yeah. was a little nicer, a little bit more consistent, but you know, it's, it's, it's We're getting there. Yeah. It's close. Yeah. It's close. <laughs> and what is something that you love? Absolutely love. It could be anything. I mean, I I love my dog. I was, I rescued him very spontaneously on a press trip and he was like, just in terrible shape. Like he was, he's only seven pounds and he was two pounds thinner, had no hair. He was old. Nobody wanted him. He he went from like the ugly duckling to the swan. And just that relationship has taught me so much about people and animals. And just like, when you love things, like they just blossom and they get over all their trauma and they grow their hair back. Even though everyone says it's not going to happen. And they just like love you so much. So that's like, and I'm just like, want to help other animals and people. Like when you see people be grateful for, I don't know, their lives changing like that for me, or just feeling, bringing joy to people or animals like that for me is like such a, it makes me feel really good. I love that. I love that. So what's happening next with you? I want to congratulate you on your contributorship with new beauty. That's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. So what should we expect from that? So, you know, I've been doing, I mean, I feel like New Beauty has been my family for five years. I've Mm -hmm. done videos for them. I've done other little things and little features here and there. So it's just like a nice way to just be a little more involved. Originally, Mm -hmm. it was going to be more video events, um, but obviously... I don't think that's something we're looking into right now um, with the world. But I, they have a beauty subscription box that I get to help curate, which is really fun to oh, work with friends. So I love their, they were one of the first like editor curated box and first people to do a beauty subscription mm-hmm. too. And it's fun. Like it's rewarding in that sense. Cause it's like a $30 um, every other month subscription. And it's like the one we just did is over $230 value. It's got amazing products and people are like, the reviews are excellent. And, you get to introduce people to beauty products, which is my favorite thing to do. Like to just I love that. Now are they full size and, products? 
They, are they full size products? Not size. samples. It has okay. to be, and it's hard because it's eight full size products. So wow. that is a lot of full size products to put into a box for thirty dollars. So that is like, and honestly, like I think we have like the Dr. Brandt primer in it this month. That's oh. over thirty dollars. There's like we have a lot of like name brands and one individual m- multiple products in the box are over that thirty dollars. I love that price. because so that's, fun. that's a great way yeah. to get introduced to new. Like you read about things or you see them outside or you see a commercial floor yep. or what have you. But when it's in your hands, because when you're out shopping, you, you forget about these brands. And then when you, when you have 100%. them in your hands, it's you 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 get a chance to really physically touch them, smell them, use them yes. and get a You know, a good feel for, uh, you know, and the product. Right I, now, love I got a tube cause I was in New Hampshire. And like I said, I packed for Hawaii. I didn't pack enough stuff. And like, suddenly this box had my like Dr. Dennis gross peels, you know, face peels right. in it. And I had like a leave-in conditioner for my, I was like, Oh, this is great. So you suddenly get all this stuff you kind of need. And I like it too, because you can either subscribe or you can just order it. So you know what you're getting. If you're not interested in any of those products and it's got the value, what they are. So that's been fun. And then, um, you know, they're working on all these different lives and, I have a column, which is very exciting. So I can every month, everything I try, give it like a little bit of a bigger a review, voice and a right. bigger boost sure. and, you know, review like everything I'm trying and everything people have also seen. It's been nice. A few of the products I've been using on my stories, people have asked about, they're like, can I have the link? I'm like, it's actually just on this article. Like the best of the best of every month. I want to go into this quick feature and so that's fun. That. And then we'll see, like I've done, I've done a lot of videos with like doctors and going in office and mm-hmm. interviewing or, you know, trying a facial, but. I don't know when that will resume. Probably soon. It'll probably be soon. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, definitely. Everybody's being very yeah. extra careful and they're approaching opening up and getting back to that in a, a very renewed yeah. sense of, um, I guess, security. You know, people are really taking every precaution that they can because that's their, their living, you know, estheticians, doctors, all that. That's their, totally. their, their bread and butter and they need to, open up again. So, um, and people need that service. We really do, especially after being Absolutely. away for it for so long, we're going to need well, it. And new beauty just launched their, I mean, it's a terrible timing, but their 15th anniversary was just happened this month. And, you know, they have a council of a hundred people. So I get to be on the council and it's like experts and doctors and all these different types of celebrity, you know, hairstylists, mm-hmm. So it's nice too to have, just have that network because I get a lot of, I think of myself as an expert, but also a reporter. You know, there's right. always, if there's something I don't know, I want to get you, especially in treatments. Treatments are so many advances. I've never done like, a t- I do lasers and little things, but that's a, a whole other beast of beauty. Right. And your skin tone makes a difference. You're, you know, how much pigmentation, there's so many things that go into sure. what's the best treatment and you don't want to mess that up. Right. Your age, end up with like your, burns, yeah, all your that. age. Your skin, skin conditions, tone, like sure. all these different, this, mm-hmm. absolutely. How long you should put the laser, the settings, you know, can work amazing for me, but be horrible for you. Right. So it's nice to have a network where when people ask me questions, if I don't know, I can tap the really, really top of the line experts. All of their doctors are like double board certified and like incredible. So it's nice to have those resources for my audience. So it's a very natural relationship. And I think there's a lot of potential to grow. It's just figuring out how that role will play out. Once right we open up and how that, what that will look like, but that's it's great. a great partner for me. So, so that's new for me. I'm still, you know, you came up with this, line. you came up with the accessory line. I love, I love it. The boss, that's boss cool. rings are so cool. I love I the to, chain. I send you one already? I need a I chain. I need fun. this chain because oh, I have my, good, my camera and you. it looks so pretty. It's beautiful. 
I love yes. it. And the water bottles, I mean, and then they double as a necklace. It's, it's awesome. I really, it's that's fun. such, such a great idea. How did you come up with that idea? So like everything in my career, and I just like can't give people that advice enough, is just looking for a void in the industry. I used to make my own camera strap because I would go, I had this similar camera to this one, which is like a cute mirrorless Sony camera, right. chic. It's not like something bulky, but I would go to like these Vogue events and award things. And you can't have like your cocktail dress right. on with like a Sony thick strap. Right. And it never got better. I've been carrying a camera for like, I mean, my blog's over 10 years old. So like if I'd say eight years in, I'm carrying cameras. And I'm like, I just don't like the way this aesthetically looks. And then slowly you sort of saw camera straps, but they would be like a guitar strap or, or they had the tapestry scarf. or stuff like that. Yeah, totally. It right. just like, was not my, and it was I have seamless. sold so many of these cameras. Yeah. So many people are like, what camera do you use? And I'm like, this one, this one, this is one I use. And then like, great. Now, where do I get your strap? So I started to make my own. It was definitely I don't like it was makeshift, like chain from the garment district. Like, yeah, I mean, it was basically held together by like a toothpick. Like it was my own. No, I was like a little better, but not something I would trust to give to other people. I had key sure. rings involved and it was heavy. Right. So I would say four years in, I was finally like everyone wanted it. I, I got that. I'm carrying it. People are like that's so cool. And you could add charms. I had a charm. I love that. That's that so cool. Myself. Yeah we can do that with yours too. But it was fun. I was like, wow. And I was like, let me start looking into this. Cause I was waiting. I'm like, I was like, someone knocked me off. Like, so right. we can all enjoy, you know, having this. So we did it. I finally found a great manufacturer. I have a lot of friends um, in like shoe manufacturing and mm -hmm. different things. So they visited warehouses for or manufacturers for me and gave me advice. And we were able to get like the strongest version of this chain. And it's interesting too, cause you can have a similar chain that looks identical, but one is not plated correctly or will give you a reaction or will right. not be a strong, it's like, you right. don't, it there's so be much smooth. It'll dig it. into, it'll dig, pull, pull on your clothing. Yeah. All that stuff is really important. Absolutely. Yeah. So we had to test. And so we ultimately came out with like a few different chain versions and the gold did well. And you know, we've had, no one's had an allergic anything, everybody yeah. it's been great. So it's fun. And then we started the water bottle trend because I realized I, I could do that. And, yeah. You know, Instead of holding it, you just swing it over yeah, your you shoulder. Cross, you can also, when I send you a two, you can do the small with a big if you want them really long for like your cell phone case. Right. Like I use them for cool. everything. I love it. Moms, we've had such a huge mom following because I think there was there was some clip, I guess some like expensive clip you could get that's basically just a normal clip. But somehow this brand sold like millions of this clip. And uh -huh. these moms are like, these clips are amazing. They're like, could we do that with your strap? And so for the mini one, you can actually just strap it to your stroller and then put your shopping bags. Right. It just, it's like it an just extra easier. arm. Yeah. And you don't have to disconnect okay, it wallet. either. You don't have to disconnect it no, either I if you want to sip, you know? Like some of these other things, Absolutely. you have to disconnect everything. It's like a pain in the neck, you know? I love it. And no one wants to hold a water bottle. It doesn't fit no. in your pocket. Like you can have your gym yeah. membership. You can have like things or keys in your pocket, but if you're just trying to run out, you don't like, you don't hold it. It's exactly. awkward. So yeah. 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 Now they're big for flip-flops. I've seen that was a new That's one. That's great. You give me the best ideas because you're just on the beach. You don't want to carry your flip-flops. You just strap it through. Exactly. So we're always like, Great. We'll be the first water bottle strap in the summer. We'll be the first flip flop strap. I love like, whatever it. Whatever you want. Awesome. Stop and you branding. can hook them onto your bag if you are carrying a beach bag too. So you don't yeah. have to, you know, carry that as another thing. I love it. it I love how you handy. just come in, you just come up with all these great ideas. And like you said, you filled a void and you never, it's like something that you, you had to have in your life that you never knew you needed, but you do. Absolutely. You know? So and good. you know, New York's such a great place to be creative because mm -hmm. I mean, hopefully it goes back to this, but when you're around a lot of people and one day, you know, I can be at three events, I can have meetings, like 
you know, you can easily be like, what do you think of this? And get right. people's opinions and like, or just like you wear it as a strap and suddenly you're in a workout class and 50 girls are asking where you got your strap. You know, that's feedback that you should be doing this thing. Yes. You know, that's, yes. so I think we have to listen to what people want, um, you know, and then we go, we try to do it. Outfitters. It was amazing. It. Urban Outfitters came to me to pick it up. But like, that's, that was, it was also such a big learning because they were amazing to work with, but they have so many systems and you have to buy so much packaging. And right. honestly, I wanted to keep the price point low because I wanted to be an item. It was more of a brand extension than like, this is going to be my business to make me my money. Of right. Things. I right. was like, this is something I want my community to have. Yeah. Um, so even, you know, retail got so challenging. So we actually paused for a little bit. Um, they were also reordering really quickly. And I'm like at home trying to figure out how to like add the hand tag. I know. And I just didn't factor, you know, it, it teaches you to be a businesswoman too, which is great. But when you take up the margin, you have to buy extra packaging, you have to ship things that are heavy and you have to do this all yourself and you're living, you know, in the yeah. office, but yeah. it's, you're like, wait, I didn't price this according to this amount of extra packaging and this margin of giving them this huge discount. And it's like, can I really even do that? And do I want to increase the price so I can do it? It's like, you have to ask yourself these questions. Well, the thing is um, too, is the, this whole process of starting it yourself and growing the business and then getting a big client like Urban Outfitters and, you know, all that stuff you're learning in the process. You, you There are pitfalls, there are setbacks, I'm sure. There's things, deadlines that you, you can't meet or whatever. Yeah, but it's all learning. It's on you. You're learning it. Yep. And it's part of the gratification as well. Right. It's like, you're not yeah, telling somebody, absolutely. you don't have this whole team tell, you know, I need this done stat and they're trying to figure it out. You're doing it yourself. That way, you know, what goes into it, the hard work and people don't see a lot of that. Like people will say like, no. cause I foresee this to be huge. And when it is incredibly huge. People are going to be like, Oh, it came out of the blue. This girl thought of this thing and oh, oh, overnight right. sensation. Nah, it wasn't overnight. There was a lot of work, no. a lot of stuff that went into this and people don't usually realize all the work that goes into At product all. development, product, you know, yep. placement, branding, uh, packaging. The packaging for me is, is one of the hardest things because it's such a big expense that you want the consumer to it's get insane. your product at the best yep. possible price point, but the packaging ends up sometimes costing just as much as the product. And that to me is hard. It's where a lot of brands go wrong. Yeah. A lot of brands go wrong with that. Cause you want, you want it to be well-branded and you want to be, you want about, you know, you get the tissue right. paper, you buy all that stuff in the beginning and then you're like, wait a wait. second, this is now affecting being able to price and doing things. And that's why with urban's it was, and like I said, their team was amazing to work with, but you don't know until you do it. It's not like, right. Hey, like you ordered a thousand straps. I just mailed a thousand. It's like, no, you are the person when you see those hand tags and those, you're the person who does that hand tag. Exactly. You have to wrap it a certain way. You have to get a hazard bag. You have to order all these different, they have different components. So you're wrapping. Yeah. It's just amazing. So you don't think of those things when you're getting an order, you're like, buy it all. I can just ship it. Right. Like, but now, okay. Yeah. And now, now I have a deadline and yeah. I got to do all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, I have two, three days to ship this. You know, we're watching people over. We're like a makeshift. Yeah. And it's funny, but like, those are the things that's great. And then Nordstrom calls and you're like, I cannot do this. I can't, like, this is, <laughs> I bit off more than I can chew. I will figure this out and let's talk in the future. But you know, and then you have a choice to grow your business and get people or warehouses right. or do those things. But, but that's know another big expense to take on. That's another Huge. big expense and, and a like, big risk. Right. Big risk and yeah. and the quantities and like you know you just have to stay true to what you want versus mm -hmm. like 
it's very exciting to say like, oh, I'm in Nordstrom and you know, that stuff sure. is great, but unless they're producing it, it's, it's a lot of work. And I am so impressed by so many small businesses, like yeah. having gone through this and what they do. And mm-hmm. when I meet them, I'm like, you are incredible. Right. And, I, and right <laughs> now doing this, once we start getting back on track and small businesses are going to need us the most right now. And, yeah, uh, you know, I hope that everybody listening remembers to support the small business or owners and the small businesses around them. And remember that they are the ones that got you through this whole craziness yeah. too, you know? Um, so tell me more about what else? Do you have any other ideas brewing uh, to yeah, come up I mean, with Sugar more accessories? Was another, I mean, well, that's interesting. Like we might do cell phone cases. We were actually going to do it right before um, everything hit. I got mm-hmm. these great plastic cause it's all the same chain. It's just another thing. Right. Um, you can add it to, we have a version of like kind of a rubber type one that goes over your phone case. You can use for like the airport or quick things. Right. But I was going to do an everyday case. Um, again, I'm so I try to be so sustainable just because of the amount of waste I get. And sure. I get and sure. So I do get nervous, like, oh, what if they change the cell phone size again? And like right. all these phones, you know, every time you upgrade your iPhone, it's like we have to throw out all these cases, and mm. that waste just like irks me. But we're looking at that. But like, I'm very open. My whole thing is, I just don't want to create things that are already out there and very right. accessible. So. Right. I'm like, if something, you know, and I think a lot of brands and I see it like they have to produce a new collection every season, every season, every mm-hmm. season. And that just gets to be a lot. And for me, I just, I was like, you know what, as soon as, if someone has an idea, let's look into it, let's do it. We have this platform, but until it's something that I really feel strongly, and then you have to figure out the right manufacturing so that it's really well right. done. Cost efficient, um, right. I'm open. Yeah. So I have an I'm idea. Like, What's missing? Please work on yes. it. Something that holds your cell phone, your passport, and maybe a little tiny tube of hand sanitizer or something like that for the traveler. In us. Oh, that is super smart. I mean, they have the credit card things, but it's right. interesting to add a little bit more, you know, so you can tie it, you can just have it around is, your neck and you have your hands free, you know? Yeah. Your, Cause with my chain, like I have a little wallet and it's got a key ring. So I right. put the key ring through into the chain and then I'll put like my, attach my phone to, so I keep adding keys. Like I just oh, add onto things it. To it. That's so like great. I love that. I'll walk, Cause I walk the dog, but I wonder if there's a cool way. Cause the rubber is the silicone type yes. products that you can use to strap where you could just add the hand to add things that sort of clip yeah. into it or a bag. Yeah. I mean, potentially if you get a clip, like a normal clip and there's a little bag attached, you can make like a purse, a makeshift purse bag. Mm-hmm. But well, we're, I'm going to think about that a little bit more. And yeah. when I make you your care package of yeah. stuff, we'll, we'll put Thank that in. You. And the boss rings were a fluke. The boss rings, I couldn't afford to gift all the people that came to my launch party straps because our costs are actually right. pretty high for what the quality sure. is. So I made these like I, boss, they literally say boss. Love on the inside it. it says pretty connected. So you're in the club. We did a boss bar where you did one of every size. People came, tried on, figured out their size, picked gold or I think we just did gold for that one. Uh-huh. Anyways, that thing went so viral. I was getting requests and I was like, what? Love you it. want me to make these? So then we figured out how to manufacture them and make them cute and Great. much better quality than whatever I first, my first round yeah. was as actual like size stickers, like do it, do yeah. it proper. And I love that. So I like, love And that's I, on brand. Have a, yeah. I love the idea of sizes. just getting like something from just an idea and seeing it through and you being hands-on through the whole process. It's, it's what it's really great brands are made of. And speaking of Thank that you. brands, um, you get a lot of brands yourself and you are constantly flooded with 
all of these beauty products and samples and things like that from all these different manufacturers and brands. And you have found a way to give back with that. And tell me a little bit about that. Share your beauty, your nonprofit. Yes. Share your beauty is amazing. Um, And I think, again, it's like, I love building things when there's a good idea. And I love also, I think it gets very overwhelming to think like, oh, I'm doing all these things by myself. But if you build them correctly, they kind of run themselves. So share Mm -hmm. your beauty was just a concept of, I've always seen waste, like all the companies, I mean, I've worked at Kiehl's, I've worked at Avon, I've worked at Nars, like all these brands, they have warehouses. And if these products don't expire or they change sure. the packaging, a lot of these warehouses, and they have carry a ton of brands, they just burn them, they destroy them. <sighs> like they, you see the amount of waste that happens when the beauty industry, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying all the ones I work for do that, but a lot, the majority so of brands too. have some sure. sort of a fee and they pay the warehouse to basically destroy these perfectly good products. And then you see people like me who are like unboxing 7,000 products they get in a day and then magazine editors and you go to events and it's like, here's a bag of a thousand yeah. things and you're like, it's great. It's fun in the beginning. I'm never going to say I don't love it. It's exciting opening, but you are just, you're like, do I need every foundation shade? I only need, I mean, I might grab one for my little sister and this right. one, you know, but I don't need 50 shades every time that comes out. And then what do you do with the other, let's say 40 that you're not going to use? So I always had bags and bags Me of too. stuff. And giving it to like, yeah. yeah, you get it. You just, you barely have to be in the industry to just go to a few things and yeah. suddenly you have suitcases. Yes. It's incredible. So beauty has a lot of access. So that's like the key learning of this experience. So I wanted to give people a chance to donate them because mm-hmm. we have a lot of, you know, with clothes, it's easy. You can sell your clothes online. Sure. You can drop off the second hand store. You can take it to Goodwill. You have options for what you're doing. Beauty that didn't exist. And I wanted to work with a nonprofit. I looked into starting one. Terribly expensive. And I was Very. like, all I want to do is just yeah. give. Like, yeah. why do I have to spend? And then you're liable if something gets a reaction. I'm like, ah, this sounds right. like no good deed goes unpunished. Like, I, I'm not trying to make money. We've never made a cent up. Right. And if you get discouraged by that kind of stuff. Yeah. And you're just discouraged. So then I was looking into like, okay, what if I just work with a, an actual nonprofit that already had relationships with shelters? Maybe it's for clothes, maybe it's for food. I started to talk to influencers. I was like, if I start a program like this, would you be interested? And the luck of the draw, one of the mom bloggers I talked about my idea to, she got an email from family to family, the organization I work with. If I get like a good amount of products, could we look into doing a monthly or placing them or looking for brands, brands looking to like unload products? Could we do that? She was like, absolutely. That's more than we were expecting from the response to an email from you. So we did a test. It went incredibly well. So many people donated. I did events where people would drop off products and then we'd make like Sportsex, our other partner. They actually store all our products and they donate all their past season bags, which is amazing. So if we work with a shelter with 50 women, they'll donate 50 bags. We fill them up and then everyone gets like a beautiful gift. And it's that. so lovely. And it's I love that. Super sustainable. So that's been, yeah, I just look, it's again, it's an opportunity. You see something that a lot of people have a lot of, they don't know how to solve that issue. Mm-hmm. Like what partners do we need to make that happen? And then I try to put the pieces together. So we I have like it. a donate tab on my blog and they can just email us and they can drop up at La Sports Act or the nonprofit direct in Westchester. That's and fantastic. We can just, and sometimes brands are like, we have a thousand products in our warehouse. Like well, we won't take it to a sports act. We'll be like, great, let's call five. They'll call five, six shelters. They'll do, you know, you can take 200, you can take 100 and they just get it delivered and get it done. So it's I very efficient. I love that. It's so great. So, it's efficient. so, so we started out talking Thank about you. beauty for ourselves. And I love the fact that we become full circle and making other women beautiful and make them feel good and fill the need 
where, um, you know, you could give back to other people. It doesn't matter how not into beauty you are. As soon as you get a bag of stuff that someone just gives you, the excitement, their face, like you can be a celebrity and get like, it doesn't matter what level of like, or where you are. Like when you just get something, you're like so excited. And I've just seen it with every type of person, you know, even like, I was like, oh, this person's not really into beauty. And they're like, I don't know anything about beauty. Suddenly they're like looking at stuff and they're like, oh, and their eyes light up. And we grew up, like my mom always took us to shelters to volunteer on like major holidays Mm -hmm. and soup kitchens. And, you know, I just think about all these people, like women who have like had to get up in the middle of the night and take their kid and go to a home and just to do something nice for them. them. just feels really, I mean, it's a small thing to do, but hopefully like that lipstick, it just feels right and just like makes them a little happier in that moment and that's I think and you're being sustainable it keeps the products in circulation like it's just a win-win on so many levels that you know we try that's I'm always great trying. I love that I try new things all the time sometimes I love they that. work sometimes they're no, well, listen, the only way you learn is yeah. when you try and that's the way you grow. Yeah. So I've had so much fun talking to you and learning about the inside world of beauty blogging and the beauty industry and influencer and the whole bit. But um, I can't wait to see what's coming up next and read your column, thank New you. Beauty and uh, all that Woo. great stuff that you're working on. So thanks so much for joining me. I can't me. wait for your cooking show. Oh yeah, well, you'll have best. to come. I really can't wait. As, as soon as this whole yeah, social distancing stops, you have to come and hang out for a Sunday fun day and we'll cook together and have some great food and That's laughs. I love fantastic. it. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really, it's been so fun. It's like a thank highlight. You. So That's where great... can everyone find you? Tell us a little bit more about that, where we can find you. I mentioned it earlier, but let's go over it again. So everybody hears. Yeah, I keep it very easy. It's just at pretty connected for everything. That's my Instagram, pretty connected.com is the blog. I mean, just Google pretty connected. You'll find my, my emails in my you know bio, but I'm very easy to find. Just look up pretty connected. <laughs> love it. I love it. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. This was so great. Thanks everyone for joining me today. Um, I hope you have a great week. Remember, you could download, listen, subscribe, share this episode with your friends and follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Kathy Wakili. I hope you have a great week. Sending lots of love. Enjoy the beautiful weather that's out there to come. And God bless you all. See you. Bye.